0: Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider postseason high school football championship coverage. Uh, I'm Marty Millard, joined by Mitch McCumber, here with Siouxland Sports Insider and Iowa Prep Red Zone. And uh, we're happy to uh, provide some insight here on some key Siouxland games, Uh, state championship days coming up here. Uh, We're heading to uh, Cedar Falls tomorrow morning and uh, looking forward to the start of the woodbury central game Uh, i'd like to thank our sponsors ahead of time here Uh, the other place located in downtown cedar falls great place to have pizza we're going to be in there eating pizza they're treating us to dinner and uh, we certainly appreciate their sponsorship and encourage all the travelers from northwest iowa um, to hop on in there at the other place it's a great venue um, tvs There'll be games on. Their pizza is, Mitch, I mean, you want to tell folks, it's pretty good. Yeah, we went
1: last last year on a Thursday, Friday, kind of like the same combination. Watched the Thursday night football game Yeah, on yeah. there. And, uh, I mean, they had a special pizza that had, uh, I think it was like some barbecue or and it had some some sweet on it. Really good. I mean, they obviously have your, your traditional choices, but just a good atmosphere. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a place where... Every time I'm back in that area, I find myself uh, back there, and it's a good place. Even if you know there's weird slot times for a lot of these games, so if you find yourself a couple oh, yeah. hours to yeah. to hang out, uh, definitely head over there um, and, and grab yourself something to eat, something to drink. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. maybe maybe the games are stressful. They've been crazy <laughs> so far. Maybe you need to sell, grab yourself an adult beverage. But uh, now it was, I'm glad that they're able to, in the area too, to to help, uh, help us out with our – Postseason coverage and you know, we'll be excited to, to get over
0: there. Hopefully after a one win from Woodbury Central. Yeah, that's right And I'll let you lead right into things here uh, Familiar face uh, underneath uh, the unit dome uh, Woodbury Central back again for more and uh, Mitch we've had a close eye on these kids for quite a few years now and uh, This is just the maturation of all these younger classes learning from the older classes uh, the upperclassmen as they've gone through the program, and Coach Bremer's got another fine team. He's bringing to the to state championship game this time.
1: Yeah, and this is they're going to go up against a team in West Hancock that lost last year, got shut out by Grundy Center, the team that Woodbury Central lost to in the previous round. <laughs> yeah. um, so this could have been a, a you know do it again matchup if Woodbury mm-hmm. Central was able to to come through uh, last year. That was a great game last year too. Yeah, it really uh, was. high scoring. Uh, they probably gave a better Run at Grundy Center than West Hancock did last year, but mm-hmm. I was talking to Coach Bremer earlier today, and uh, it kind of seems repetitive that did the type of teams that they've been playing the last couple weeks. So they played a Logan Magnolia team that runs the ball extremely heavy. East Buchanan's been known um, to run the ball extremely heavy as well, and now they go to West Hancock. West Hancock um, is a Almost all-run team. They've thrown 49 passes the entire year. No. Uh, beat Madrid in the semifinal game, 39-14. Mm-hmm. Uh, no no strangers are scoring points. They've scored up to 67 points on the year and averaged right around the low 40s. So this is a team that runs it and doesn't matter if it's student body right, left, to draw, whatever. They're going to give some misdirection um, into you. And it's going to be a game that's going to be one Woodbury Central Uh, Side if they can get that front uh, to move the offensive line uh, of uh, West Hancock back, and I think they're gonna. They're they've kind of seen it, like we said before. They've gone up against some really good. Logan Magnolia has a a, a near five-star offensive lineman. Uh, You go up against guys in East Buchanan who have some good offensive linemen and uh, good offensive uh, talents at running back. So it's not something they haven't seen before. It's just preaching the same thing that you've been doing for the last three mm-hmm. weeks is, mm-hmm. hey, make sure, you know, if the run, if they want to go to the outside, we keep contain. If, uh, you know, they're they're showing a run up the middle, make sure that, you know, we, we take care of anything play action wise because, I mean, this is a team that's going to run you to death. And then pull the ball away from a running back and have a tight end or someone streaking down the field, and if the last line of defense is that safety that's creeping up, yeah, you know it's it's six. I've I saw it happen in the state championship game over in South Dakota. Elk mm-hmm. uh, Point Jefferson right. got burned on a play like that. Yeah. So it, it just just keeping you know your your mind right as a, a defender. You know you see the kind of the same plays over and over again. It kind of will bore you to death. Make sure you're on your toes and you know if you're playing uh sort of like a man defense make sure your guy doesn't get behind you and just yep. play some good uh some good defense. But on the other side, this is a the first team that West Hancock's going to see that's uh, pretty much as balanced as I've seen. You yeah, know, yeah. Drew Clunder, you know, beginning of the year kind of felt like uh, in a lot of games he he tried to do a little too much um mm-hmm. and turn the ball over a little bit more than what he would like. He's like compelled himself now. Um, really good pocket passer, really good. He had four touchdowns uh, in the last game, ran for two, threw for two. yeah. And then when you have Butler and McGill as complementary pieces to him, it's really hard to stop this offense because if you take away the pass and you drop everyone into coverage – you have, you know, the, the talented running back that is Zach Butler who's ran for 1,200 yards yeah. and 19 touchdowns. But then when you bring someone in the box, you can't put Eric McGill on an island. Mm-hmm. 57 catches and, or one hundred or 1,178 yards and 12 yeah. touchdowns. Playmaker on the outside. And, the, mm-hmm. and then when you flip it to the other side, Eric McGill's one of their main playmakers on defense too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you want to try to neutralize him on both sides of the ball. It's just we haven't mm-hmm. seen a team that's been able to do that yet. And uh, should be a really good one. I think uh, Woodbury Central likes their chances in this game again. Going up against, it's not going to be easy. This West Hancock team's yeah stout on defense. You they gotta have, earn it. Yeah, I think 26 turnovers on the year, uh, mm-hmm. and five return for touchdowns is yeah. re- really good yeah. tackling team. A team that does a, a really good job of you know owning the clock and time of possession. And that's another thing I talked to to Coach Bremer about too is if they win the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coin flip they're taking that kick they want to sure. establish yeah. you know what uh, they're what they're doing they want to establish identity want to try to take their time to go down the field but get a get points on the uh, board on their first possession and then just kind of dictate the how the game goes the rest of the way uh, but it should be a really good one West Hancock you know that's a team that it,
0: it seems like every single
1: year you can kind of almost pencil them yeah, in so I, one I, of the last
0: I, four I, I was gonna say they've got a playoff pedigree to them as does Woodbury Central so these aren't I mean, this stage isn't going to be too big for either team. Yeah,
1: we talk about um, and the the culture that's at Woodbury Central. We talk a lot about culture. Yeah, I mean, different right. places. There's some yep. good cultures. The other two teams that Absolutely. we're going to be covering here too. But yep. what better way to grow the football program that's already growing to exponential heights? Yeah. in Mobile than mm-hmm. to win a state title. I mean, you got kids that are yeah, that I talk I talked when I was talking to Bremer earlier, and I was mm-hmm. like. You're gonna have kids that come up through your program that go. I remember when I was in I third grade I, right. and I watched you guys win the state title. Like That's it's just, a good point, it's know? and especially with the small town feel, like it this impacts
0: is, those kids.
1: This yeah. is gonna be bigger than just a win for the A state championship. This could reflect on how a lot of things turn. Not even just two or three years on the road, but ten yeah. years down yeah. the road. And you know, it's it's there's not a more deserving class in, in a uh, yeah, football. Agreed. These guys have, you know, worked yeah. their butts off. I thought they were, you know, in line to win it last year and some things didn't go their way if unfortunately against Grundy center, but uh, a really, really deserving group of kids that uh, will have a chance at uh, one o'clock tomorrow to, to prove everyone that they are deserving to win it. Just a small school on uh, highway 20 to win it all. And, yep. you know, hopefully there's not a single person watching online. Hopefully everyone's at the the Dome watching and supporting. Uh, they had a good turnout last year. I expect yeah. another good turnout this yeah. year. Yeah. And just going to be a good good weekend, uh, really Thursday or Friday of football. But yeah, hopefully for the it. Siouxland area, Woodbury Central kicked off with a W for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like Clunder's uh, composure this season too. And I just, you know, if, if there's any team that's ever been destined to, to get it done, I, I believe it's this team this season and this weekend that'll, that'll get it done.
1: Should be a good one. Then we move over to Friday. No other games, uh, at least in the Siouxland area, on Thursday. Uh, Friday, kickoff at 10 a.m. The early game is Van Meter and uh, Central Lion. Van Meter and Central Lion, both uh, state champs last year. Van Meter in 1A and uh, Central Lion in 2A. Uh, So Van Meter goes up a class. Nothing new. We're going to just go make our way right into the state championship game. (laughs) You guys said 2A was going to be hard. Nah, we're <laughs> yeah. making light work of it. So Van Meter does what they did in 1A and just works through and, and finds himself playing on a Thursday-Friday. Yeah. And they're running into a bit of a buzzsaw, though. I, I feel mm. that this Central Lion team, you know, last year when they, they played against uh, Williamsburg, who's um, <coughs> in the 3A championship game now, Yep. Uh it was a game where it was it was low scoring. Williamsburg's a team that scores a ton of points. It's a low scoring game, and then Lutmer finds Vanderzee for the yeah. late touchdown. Yeah. They win that one. Yeah. 10 to six. It was just a really good defensive game, mm-hmm. uh, and this this team for probably six seven games this year, um, out of the maybe the West Line game and then their game against Spirit Lake. We're really in control of every game. There was never a a point where I was like, eh, eh, there's a chance. But winning on one of the final drives against West Lyon and then being down 14-0 to Spirit Lake, that does something for your psyche. And then Mm -hmm. it builds confidence in that locker room of, hey, we know we can go out and hang 49 on a team easy because we have the skill position players to do it. We have a good enough defense. Can we win when our backs are against the wall? Can we mm-hmm. grind together some mm-hmm. possessions? What they showed me against Spirit Lake, I think, identifies a back-to-back state title uh, for them. I just think they have too many weapons. On the other side, though, uh, they, Van Meter has an outstanding running back. And yeah. Ben Gordon, who's run for over 2,000 yards and 29 touchdowns, they're going to have to do their fair share of stopping them. Uh, and Van Meter rushes for over 3,000 yards, 7.5 yards on the ground, Um, and the team that throws it a little bit more than Central Lion does has 26 touchdowns to only one interception. They do a really good job of taking care of the football. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to maximize possessions if you're Central Lion. Um, I just like with either Eben or Vanderzee with a ball in their hand uh, offensively and then making a play defensively, I think they just have too much Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for Coach Eben and this squad, uh, but it's going to be a darn good game, 10 o'clock. I mean, hopefully you're you're up on a Friday and you're not groggy, getting ready for the weekend. Make sure you put that game on Uh, yeah. if, you, if you can't make it down, but that, that one's going to be a great one to kick off the, the Friday
0: slate. Yeah, it will be. I'm very much looking forward to being there in person for that one, and um, Central line, George Little Rock, plays a great brand of football. And, uh, you know, a lot of these other teams, I mean – we're finding out now when you get this deep, there's teams that, you know, they're used to being on this stage and performing well. You know, we have, I mean, just this weekend we've got state championships from last year that are now lined up playing each other in different classes. So, um, you know, a lot to look forward to this weekend and a heck of a lot of talent on display. Yeah,
1: and when we, we go all the way back to our media days and we had, uh, you know, Van Der Zee and Eve in and, yep. and, you know, just talk to them a little bit and we're like, you know, what are their expectations? What are you trying to do? And, you know, it's it's pretty clear cut and dry. Like, they know they have a good team, um, but they just wanted to, as a team, find a way to win, you know, the game without – with Lutmer they had last year, it would kind of felt like – the a lot of the pressure was taken off of those two mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of I don't want to say Zach Lutmer's team because it's not in that way at all. Yeah. But it kind of felt like, oh, if anything happened, his, Zach yeah, Lummer he, would, would help it. would yeah, handle it. Yeah. Now you guys learning from a, a leader like right. Lutmer was huge. And now yeah. those two are kind of like, hey, if anything happens, it's it's on us. It's on this this the rest of the senior class. Yeah. And I mean, let's not just talk about the the two position guys that offense and defensive line has been moving people yeah they have
0: and with what they're able to do um I don't defensively, think their defense has gotten enough credit to be honest with you. no and that's only because there's so much star power on the offensive side of the ball
1: and then that the the they had one game this year where they kind of got away from them, and that was that Kemper Catholic game the chance to go to the dome they gave up 27 points and then other than that they what they're able to do and adjust second half or after they've seen your offense the first time is going to be I think Van Meter comes out and I think they score on the first possession they have mm-hmm. even in the coaching staff goes back makes adjustments and from then on it's kind of a lockdown defense because the same thing happened with spirit Lake. they came out to 14 nothing lead mm-hmm. and everyone's kind of just sitting back like, oh no and then you have the the seniors and even some of the juniors on that uh that team that were kind of just like hey we we know we can score more than 14 points we just got to be you know, cool. Do what we ha- yeah. have in front of us. Yeah. Finish drives on offense. You know, limit them on defense, and they really did that. After that, fourteen point lead, Spirit Lake didn't really have much going at all. Yeah, and it was just it was really just Vanderzee that that took off. Anytime he got to the outside, was gone, mm-hmm. and then they they kind of ran away with it in the yeah. second half. But yeah. should be a, a really good one because uh, Van Meter, like he said, that they've won. Very rarely do you see a team win the state title in a lower class that they've been dominating for a while, move up, move up. Yeah. and then go right along and do the mm-hmm. same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a really good matchup and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be really excited for it. And then the matchup following that is another team that was in uh, two way last year that played against central line, George Little Rock, Williamsburg moves up and now they play against Helan, yep. Uh who at the beginning of the season, Marty, if you told me Heelan was 11-1 and playing for a state title, I'd have been like, okay, um, that's crazy. But yeah. Yeah. the with all the players that they've, you know, either lost, graduated um, from mm. last year, mm. and just getting this, no. I don't want. It's not a new group because it's the same the same group. But getting the group of juniors, sophomores, and freshmen from last year, and then a couple of guys that that have came in. But getting that group to believe in the system that yeah. LaFleur had, I don't think that we've talked up enough about how good of a job that coaching staff and yeah. those players have yeah. responded. Two years ago, they didn't win a single game.
0: Yeah, 0 9
1: Last year, all they nine. won two games. This year, yeah. they're a win away. Yeah from almost having a perfect season, if they don't lose that game to Sioux Center early yeah. in the season, yeah. when they, they were pretty banged up,
0: yeah.
1: um, they don't lose that game early. We're talking about undefeated healing team, and then we had a question like week three, is this the same healing teams we can talk about from years past? And I was like, nah, yeah. it was, put that on the back burner. We, yeah, we got yeah. a lot of season to go. Yeah. Looking back
0: at it now. Pretty good foresight. I mean, Ricky Photo yeah. had
1: a heck of a, a yeah. game in the dome. If yeah. he, he can have another good game, he's taken over for Isaiah Favor's spot. Yeah. Um, Quinn Olsen's been automatic. Yeah. Mighty Quinn's been been yep. crazy the he's whole season yep. with what he's able to do not just in the pocket cuz he's a good passer. Yeah. Um good numbers, but what he's able to do when he gets outside of the pocket yeah. Is, yeah. is crazy. Yep. Um, and they have a they have a really good supporting cast around him. Uh, as well as Sir Brandon Watts, Max Delaney on defense, yeah. uh, edge rusher, you know, Cason Thomas has been outstanding as a sophomore. Cannon Bork
0: at tight end. Cannon Bork at tight end and yep. on defensive
1: yeah. line. I mean, this this team is loaded in a lot of positions. Yeah. When you look on the other side, though, Williamsburg loaded as well.
0: Yeah, they really are. And uh, fun fact for people out there, um, head coach is Kurt Ritchie um, for Williamsburg. He is the father-in-law of Austin Blythe, who played center at Iowa and went on to play uh, for the Seahawks. Um, And he was also with the Rams, I do believe too, as well. I think he had a stint with the Chiefs too. But anyway, um, it's just funny how all football kind of comes together with these different towns and the connections they have. But yeah, I impressed with this Williamsburg team. I I spoke with Coach LaFleur this afternoon. I just kind of took him down memory lane from, uh, you know, last year. Yeah, that was, you know, not good. Um, But you could see the building blocks were in place. And he did that by first establishing, which you gave credit to his coaching staff. He was pretty selective on who was coming on the staff. And he put it together the right way, took the time to do it. Um, The kids learned the system. And I could see – I. I cover some Prep Red Zone camp events in the off season, and I could see some momentum building from some of the kids that were attending these camps in the off season. I was curious. You know, it seems like they got a little juice here. And, uh, you know, like you said, uh, Quinn Olson has kind of taken charge of this group. And, man, I mean, I went over the, the litany of injuries this team's had this year with Coach LaFleur today, and I'd forgotten about some of them. I mean, you could, they probably have seven guys stand on the sidelines on, on Friday that normally you would insert in the lineup. So it's, it's crazy. Um, but uh, really um, you know, impressed with their success. I want to give a shout-out. Everybody talks about uh, you know certain positions. I want to give the offensive line a little bit of credit here. Uh, left tackle, uh, over guard was the transfer in from Homer. Um, left guard, Moreno, center, Cleary, right guard, Logan Gray, right tackle, Sam Van Hollen. And these guys have worked well together uh, to develop a good chemistry inside the huddle, off the field, on the field. And, you know, that's about being an offensive line unit. So, And Coach LaFleur speaks very highly of these kids. Um, They've really put in their time. Uh, Work ethic's been good. And, uh, you know, they strive to be great in everything that they do. Uh, on that side of the football, and they've been a key part of their offensive success this season,
1: Mitch. And and it's going to be a as we talk about offense, it's going to be an offensive game in this one. Uh, receivers for for Williamsburg are just off the charts. They have four receivers that are really yeah. really good. Um, you know, Wetchin has 682 receiving yards on 13 mm-hmm. touchdowns. Um, you got Heitman with four are with 495 and 10 touchdowns. Um, Waskoff with 212 and 4 touchdowns, and then um, Stecky with 561 and 10 touchdowns. They have 43 touchdowns through the air mm-hmm. with over uh, just near uh, 2,300 yards. But then you go to the defensive side, and Race Heitman, a junior. Yeah. We talked about this before, <laughs> 109 and a 109.5 tackles yeah. on the season. <laughs> Seven and a half sacks. I'm like, that is unreal. Yeah. And then I go to another junior mate of his, and Micah Lang, 14 and a half sacks. This team combined through their 12 games, Marty, 42 and a half sacks. This team lives behind the line of scrimmage. scrimmage. And it's going to be really key for how you just mentioned this offensive line blocks up front, gives Quinn time. And then Mm -hmm. when the pocket kind of collapses, What's Quinn gonna be able to do when he scrambles out of the pocket? Is he gonna be able to make plays down the field with his legs or down the field with his arm? Um, and then just making sure they're being smart because I think in this one, it could come down to a, a, a turnover. Uh, you look on the season, they've returned, they have 10 fumble recoveries, one return for a touchdown and 21 interceptions. Wow. This team is ball hawking uh, yeah. uh, on, on the, the team. and It's not just one player. They have about 10 or 11 guys with interceptions, some with four, some with three. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, they've taken five back for pick sixes. So making sure offensively you methodically move down the field um, and that the best thing for – your defense is to keep you know williamsburg's offense off the field yeah um so maybe some longer drives a lot more Mm -hmm. incorporated with the running Mm -hmm. sir brandon watts will run a little bit yep on some end of rounds Uh, you'll have you know obviously ricky run and then uh on some quarterback keepers or draws yeah uh you'll have quinn running as well but it matches up to such a good game because both offenses are so good yeah. That something has to break on someone's defensive side, yeah. and it's going to come down to coaching adjustments in the second half. This game is going to probably be one of the better games. I think this one, and then maybe the matchup in Fouray are the two close ones. Yeah, uh, and I think yeah. the rest of them can kind of get away from some teams, but. This matchup, I think, is going to be a great one to watch. All the games Friday have that kind of feel of an upset can happen
0: yeah. or
1: uh, we're, we're going to have a game where there's a reason that their games are so spread out because overtime is probably going to happen in yeah, one of these.
0: very well could. And the one name I'm going to insert into play here is George Sabanos. And I bring him up because he's hit a lot of key field goals for Healing here in this playoff run. And, uh, you know, he nailed one last week in the semifinals, I believe, from 39 – so he's already kicked in there um he's an excellent special team special teams player as far as punting, kicking, handling the kicking chores, and i mean it could be him that splits the uprights for the win. so hey, we're we're in the state of of Iowa
1: where the hawkeyes punting is winning field special position teams. special teams is yeah. winning yeah. um and and you know flor and ex hawkeye and you know so yep. Yep. taking a little bit of that uh mm-hmm. that uh skill and and play style uh, to it. And that's that's a huge thing. You talk about all these hidden yardages um, to where – you pin, uh, let's say you you go not necessarily three and out, but you go two two first downs, gain twenty yards, not to punt. Yeah. Normally, you're punting and you, the team is getting at thirty five yard line with a chance to return. Mm-hmm. You get a good punt from Sabanos with a roll. They're inside yeah. the ten yard line right. now. a Penalty yeah. and then some good plays defensively. You
0: get the ball back at the changes everything. Yeah, or you're inside the fifty, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah. The,
1: that hidden yardage is so key, it's be and I'm huge. Gr- I'm glad you brought that up just because, yeah. um, I mean. With their their win last week, and the 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 playoffs, they won by a score of sixteen to thirteen. They won yeah. by a field goal. Yeah. So yep. if the game comes down to it. And there's a, a guy on the field that kick kicking. I definitely want Sabanos kicking for me. For sure. And to to have that kind of secret weapon uh, mm-hmm. in a game, I, it doesn't matter if all they do is kick field goals. Yeah. If he yeah. kick, they kick one more field goal than Williamsburg is. I'm sure Lafleur is going to be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. It, well, it's, I mean,
0: could you imagine if you're George Sabanos and late fourth quarter, you got the ball and. They're asking you, what hash do you want it on? You know that—that's where you want to be, man. That'd be. Fun. That's
1: that's basically like you know in baseball you talk about yeah, bottom the of the closer, ninth, two man. outs, yeah, 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 you're the closer or the base and, hit. And, yeah. and Helens yeah. had that closer and for for the whole year, and that's I think that's another one of the reasons why this team is so good, is because, you know, in years past their their offense was was moving the ball, they were okay. The line just lacked a little bit. Yeah. Defensively, um, they just gave up big gash plays, whether it was through the line, a couple miscommunication plays through the air. And then, you know, special teams was there, but it wasn't completely there. Now they have all three phases. Yeah, They're a collective yeah. unit. They're working well together. Yeah. And that's the reason that they're 11-1 and one and playing for, uh, yeah. you know, a state championship yeah. game come Friday at 1 o'clock. It's going to be a good one, though, Marty. Yeah, I'm excited for all the games, so not uh, even the games that we're covering, just to go down and be able to yeah. watch some state football. Take part of it. Um, yeah, You know, I mean, we had uh, – I'm pretty sure that uh, – We'll, we'll have some of the news stations down there, uh, and you already had, uh, you know, I mean, taking the photos down there. Uh, Nate Castillo's already down there taking photos yeah. for yep. for uh, Iowa football, so that's that's awesome, too. So, we'll be able to meet up with him down there, and it's just going to be a good atmosphere. I hope that all of Sioux City, if you're a fan of these teams, hopefully you you leave, uh, you turn all the lights off at your house and you head yeah. down uh, to Cedar yeah. Falls. Hopefully, so we see all you guys out there, uh, but, man... So excited to have at least, you know, three three teams that have been in it and kind of have the feel of, of being in it before. Um, and I'd love to, to come home on Friday and, and have the three teams from this area win. Yeah. It would just be a, be a great feeling, and it would be a great cap to all three seasons of the, the kind of what-ifs that kind of yeah. ran into to yeah. these three teams. But, uh, you know, best of luck to, to the teams we're covering. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll yeah. be back hopefully with some good news next week.
0: Yeah, that's right. So we look forward to providing you coverage. Uh, We'll hit you back with another podcast while we're in Cedar Falls and uh, keep you guys uh, tuned in to everything that's happening under the Unidome. Uh, For Mitch McCumber, I'm Marty Millard. Thanks to the other place where we'll be hanging out, uh, getting some great pizza and food. Check them out, downtown Cedar Falls. Talk to you again real soon.